Welcome to OPP, Ocean Park Podcast, with your host, Liam Law. podcast we're in the middle of a heat wave here in white rock just enjoying the beautiful weather in the summer and thinking about uh, old times we've got a show coming up here with uh, colin james opening act old friend of mine brandon isaac looking forward to this gonna uh, visit a story with uh, colin james in the mix the subject matter hope you enjoy and uh, a classic from the shark club So I've been wrestling with this story for a while. Uh, it's a little bit uh, off the usual train of thought. Um, there's a show coming up in White Rock for White Rock Festival Days. They do these concert series, outdoor concerts, West Beach, East Beach. They kind of rotate back and forth. This uh, uh, month we have... Uh, Colin James rolling into town and he's going to put on a show and he's going to be opened by the super talented uh, Brandon Isaac. Uh, seen him play enough times back in junior high school and high school and man's always uh, working on his craft and getting better and I uh, can't wait to see him. But uh, need to go into a story from uh, around 2000, a uh, good friend of mine, Albert, was uh, working for a real estate company. And uh, he invited me to join him and some others for a trip to Stump Lake Ranch, where they were doing uh, some development. Uh, I guess they were opening up some recreational homes not too far from the lake. Uh, Stump Lake is uh, just up past Barrett, I believe. It's not too far out of the city, but, uh, you know, feels like home on the range. You know, it's like you're in a cowboy movie. Uh, first day we were up there, we all packed up into RVs and got up there pretty early. And uh, the uh, operators of the ranch were doing some... Uh, branding on the cattle and getting them ready for the following year and so they were doing some castration and branding and you know cowboy shit which I uh, hadn't seen before but didn't really care for this exercise it was looked kind of you know a little bit nasty uh, 
especially with the uh, bucket of castrated balls that was sitting just off to the side of the ring. But that was uh, something I could have lived without seeing, but um, that's the way she goes at a cattle ranch. So the idea there for uh, the hangout uh, was to go up there and for brokers to meet with prospective clients. I was up there to have beverages, listen to music, hang out, check out the place. And uh, apparently there was going to be a live show uh, in the evening with uh, Colin James. Now, I'd been familiar with his material. It was played pretty frequently on Vancouver rock stations. He had a few hits at the time. You know, they're kind of upbeat, you know, popular rock, uh, kind of bluesy. Not too bad. Not my not my uh, first choice, but I figured it would be a rockin' affair, you know, being out in a the wide open space, summertime, uh, meeting new people and, you know, potentially having uh, a good party. So later in the afternoon, we were getting our barbecuing on, you know, there was uh, quite a meal that was spread out for us and we were getting into the drinks and, uh, you know, with some mutated maple leaves and, you know, things were starting to kick off. So I had no idea that it was going to get into another level of uh, excitement. Uh, one of the guys, I can't remember his name exactly, but he's kind of like a California kid, you know, had the blonde hair and, you know, seemed to like to goof off a bunch. He uh, pulled out this bag with these mushrooms, which... Uh, were the size of a toadstool that would support a Cheshire cat and a hookah pipe. Like these were serious business. So I don't usually get into this kind of affair. Uh, I find that uh, I like to keep it pretty, pretty simple, pretty controlled, but you know, I, th I think the event kind of swept me up a little bit. So I proceeded to, gobble one of these giant mushrooms down and, uh, you know, hope for the best. So off we went. We started hiking up the pathway, heading towards the main area where the uh, band was set up and all the chairs. And as we were passing by, I could tell that, you know, things were starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, maybe these mushrooms might have been taking effect to some degree because uh, I looked over my left and I saw Terry David Mulligan sitting there drinking a fishbowl sized red wine. And I was thinking, is this a flashback from my teen years of watching Good Rockin' Tonight? Or was this really TDM uh, in effect at the Stump Lake Ranch? So anyways, I got a little chuckle out of that and uh, headed towards the uh, concert area. So I grabbed a seat and, uh, you know, the folks that I was, was with were, you know, starting to get a little bit of a glow on. Well, what I didn't realize is that they all kind of disappeared and uh, the place fill, was filling up with families. And there were kids everywhere and soccer moms. And I'm like, holy shit, this isn't a rock show. This is going to be a 
uh, a kid's, you know, dance up or something. Like what, what's, what the hell's happening here? So, you know, I'm starting to have a little panic going on. Sure enough, uh, Colin James comes out and, uh, he's got an acoustic guitar and, uh, he starts, you know, delicately playing some folksy little number, which, uh, is not my jam and, uh, see the family starting to kind of placate Colin James with a little bit of clapping and a little bit of excitement. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to get out of here. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I thought we were going to boogie, have some beers. Uh, I'm by myself in the middle of family hell. So all I could do at this point without a compass or a smartphone or any uh, means to figure out my direction as uh, nightfall was starting to set in was to head back through the cow field. Now, it was a real easy decision to make get away from the humanity and the families uh, as my brain was starting to bubble uh, on this toadstool from hell so off I went uh, into the nature and uh, was starting to experience the colors of the sky and the sound of nature you know the animals plucking away at whatever they were doing and cows mooing and shit. And then all of a sudden I could tell that, you know, my perspective was starting to slow down and I was starting to get introspective. And what is life all about at this time in Stump Lake? And then I realized that it was the drugs that were massively taking over, and it was probably, uh, you know, to be expected. But uh, I didn't have any support out there. I didn't have any music. No shaman to lead me back. Uh, you know, uh, my trip, you know, was 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 starting to circle around, and I found my way back to the RVs. Now, I was the first one back, fortunately, because I think most of the camp was just under the influence of wine or beer or nothing too strong. But uh, me and the California kid, I guess uh, he'd had some experience with this and was uh, definitely not affected too much, but I was not enjoying it and figured I'd probably shut the evening down early, which was kind of a disappointment for the revelers because my friend Albert had pumped up, uh, you know, this reputation story that, you know, Liam's going to turn the place upside down. And, uh, that never happened of course, because, um, I had to go get into the fetal position in the back of the RV. So it was early in the two thousands, uh, a friend of mine, Steve, another good buddy of mine, Corbett, interested in seeing an upcoming fight it was uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Oscar De La Hoya. A little bit of a hype fight at the time. Uh, design, by design, you would usually watch a pay-per-view at home, you know, uh, keep it simple, get some cold drinks, but 
this one needed a little little boost, a little pump up the jam. So decided to uh, visit Corbett's favorite watering hole, the Shark Club downtown on uh, Georgia Street. Great little venue for watching Sunday football or UFC or boxing or maybe a playoff hockey game. Corbett was a local hero at the Shark Club. He was there every Sunday for about 25 years. Added quite a bit of pull. He's quite a character. So he reserved a table for us for the fight to make sure that uh, we were able to view the pay-per-view. So as the fight went as predicted, Floyd Mayweather Jr. got the decision win over Oscar Del Hoya, frustrated the Mexican fighter, made him look like an ordinary gentleman in the ring. Pretty hard to do at that level, but uh, interesting fight nonetheless. So we were taking a break after the fight. Went down to Corey's truck down in the parkade, taking uh, in some mutated maple leaves and having a cold beer, kicking it for a bit, getting some air. And for whatever reason, Corbett's stomach started to act up. So he uh, had a little bit of a puke, which was uh, unfortunate, but didn't seem to be anything more serious than just a little little stomach uh, issue, which quickly passed. So we assessed the situation and proceeded back upstairs to the table that we were holding court in. Well, at this time, the bar was pretty much full of dudes. Uh, people were trying to decide whether they were moving on, what was going on. It wasn't really a nightclub atmosphere. Uh Pretty much highlights were coming on the screens, and, you know, we figured we'd have another beer or two. As we were minding our own business, a couple of ladies walked up, and one lady started to proceed to talk to Steve and I, uh, which was kind of small talk. And the other lady started talking to Corey. So I'm kind of watching what's going on with, Corbett and the lady, and at the same time, half paying attention to what this lady's saying, because this is quite unusual uh, for two ladies to be strolling around the sports bar uh, looking to strike up conversation with men. So, saw the other lady move towards the lady who was talking to Corbett, and they kind of had a little word with each other for a second, and then they kind of scurried off which was very peculiar. So I looked at Corey and I said, uh, I don't know what that was about. Uh, what did you say to her? And uh, Corey proceeded to tell me that he'd uh, asked the girl, the girls, if they had any gum because he puked and his breath was really bad. So... <laughs> I thought this is a great subject matter, uh, considering for the Shark Club. Not a pickup joint by any means, so, uh, you know, I guess their curiosity was satisfied, and off they went. 
so we had a little chuckle about that and finished off the evening and we went all, all our separate ways. So I thought that was kind of the end of it, but uh, this is where the story takes a turn. So the Georgia Strait, the local rag publication, does a uh, 100 best restaurant, comedy, concert, facility list or whatever. It's been years since I've seen it. I can't exactly remember. And they'd give you a breakdown of the venues. So I get to the Shark Club after reviewing some of the other places that uh, I frequented and could agree with the review. And there it is, the Shark Club. Uh, it's described as your classic sports bar full of dudes watching sports, drinking beers. And um, I thought that was a fair assessment. And then it was giving a in-look to the ambiance and it said uh, what you might hear or see at the shark club and there it was in print what you might hear at the shark club is hey ladies do you have any gum because my breath is bad because i just puked what a moment i was so excited i couldn't wait to tell corbett I said, man, you know, you're a legend at the bar. You got to tell them. They just either love it or hate it, but it's you. So do what, do what you can do, but you should tell them. Needless to say, the secret is still with us today until this day on the podcast. Well, there it is, a couple of quick stories, a little tomfoolery as usual. I hope you guys are enjoying some boogie nights over the summer. I think this is episode number eight, if I recall. Uh, hopefully, got a couple more in me, I'm not sure, been wrestling with what's next, but hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of OPP. Look forward to catching up with you guys again. Take good care.